Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and over the course of the next hour, our friend of Medjugorje will be uh, speaking about Our Lady's message that we received earlier today through Maria. Uh, for those of you that tuned into the Medjugorje show at 12 noon today, uh, a friend of Medjugorje mentioned uh, the message uh, that this was a special day, the 25th of the month. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Mary, come before you in gratitude, especially for what this season brings to us, the resurrected Christ, reflection on his passion and death, that we seek too often to focus on resurrection and not the passion and yet your message today says so much to us about life and the beginning of life. We know it start with your son. And you know, we know that you want it to start with us. So it's such that we pray. And thank you for coming today. And thank you for this message. Our Lady Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. Thank you. Well, don't you just love it when you get a message like this for those who have already read it? And I guess for those who haven't read it yet, we'll have Joan go ahead and start off the program with it. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 25, 2010 monthly message to the world. Dear children, in this time of grace, when nature also prepares to give the most beautiful colors of the year, I call you, little children, to open your hearts to God the Creator for Him to transform and mold you in his image, so that all the good which has fallen asleep in your hearts may awaken to a new life and a longing towards eternity. Thank you for having responded to my call. Isn't this just awesome to have these seasons that already comes and, and such a positive message when we see everything around us deteriorating. But we've spoken for a long time and even written even for two decades about the moral decline of the world and society and the tie to it. I spoke earlier on mesonomics about uh, you know, our economy, and all of it's tied to one thing, to life, and what's falling apart is tied to death. Satan's in the world, our ladies come, and she's in the world every day. She told us August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. So she's in battle 
with that darkness, but what surrounds her and we put ourselves with her is life. And this message is just such. And so it's, it's beautiful to be getting a message like this. And here we are in Lent, and so many people think of, you know, the sorrows and the passion, but all this was, was a joy, uh, even amidst the sorrow. While the angels may be weeping in heaven, they knew what was coming. And so this great victory of Easter, this great victory of, of what we need today in the world, all this is a sign to us. And so we don't always expect to get a message like this in Lent. And yet it's very positive. You know, in this time of grace, when nature also prepares to give the most beautiful colors of the year. I know we were with Maria uh, a couple, of, probably three or four years ago, and, and uh, we actually were traveling, so we were in a hotel room, and we had the 25th message coming up. And we were getting prepared. I think it was an August message, wasn't it? I think it was an August, August 25th message. What year was that, 205, 2005? Maybe you can look that up while I'm talk, speaking about the story. But it, it was, um, we, we always don't, always want to prepare for our ladies coming. Here's the mother of God. She's coming to, the main thing she's coming for is to give that blessing. She gives every time she comes to Maria, she blesses those who are present there, but she blesses the whole world. I've always understood that and see that she takes all the, all the graces and all the prayers that she's incited and coached us to and, and encouraged us to pray, and she takes them back to heaven every day, and she lays them before the throne of God like flowers. And through that, and through this beautiful bouquet she makes and all the colorful things she gives to God, who are us, but she says, I desire to make out of you a mosaic for all eternity. This event of this apparition is a great moment, a moment in which you can see her just gathering this bouquet of, of flowers to take back to heaven and these prayers and these intentions and lay them right before God's throne. And so it's a big event, a big event that I've always felt when I'm with Maria, that we prepare. We prepare the room, we prepare the setting, we prepare everything we do that is a proper setting for Lady, the Mother of God to come and bless the whole world. It may be right there, but she's blessing every person on the earth. Like today at 1040 Central Time, she came to do that for the whole world. Whatever time zone you're in, you received a blessing. So we see this beautiful thing happening, but in this particular instant, we didn't have... Uh, we didn't expect to be where we were. We didn't have anything to make an altar out of. And we had uh, nothing beautiful to, to drape over where the TV cabinet was, which we didn't want the vile TV set to be any part of this. We wanted to drape something over it. My wife remembered that she had a blanket in the car. And her grandmother made it. And she said, no, it's too wild. I says, no, get it. So she brought it in and she showed it. And she says, this thing's real wild. And it was just a beautiful morad with all these beautiful colors. And I said, no, our lady likes this. Your grandmother weaved this. She made this blanket. And so there was not any argument over it. It was just like, didn't look like it was, fell in place. But it was just brilliant with all these really bright colors. So we draped it over it. We did the apparition. Just before the apparition, it was on the 25th, Marie says, Mary, give us a beautiful message. And maybe you should read that message because this is where she entered into our events, wanting to do this out of love. And because, to me, her grandmother had made this with her own hands and this is done with love and, and the, the loudness of it, if you might want to say, but yet it was all full of colors. Uh, she, this is the message Ali gave. It was August 25th, 2003. He said, Dear children, also today I call you to give thanks to God in your heart for all the graces which he gives you 
also through the signs and colors that are in nature. God wants to draw you closer to himself and moves you to give him glory and thanks. Therefore, little children, I call you anew to pray, 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 and do not forget that I am with you. I intercede before God for each of you until your joy in him is complete. Of course, this draped altar that a lady stood on, so, and you'll see this blanket hanging one day in the tabernacle when you come visit. We just haven't gotten around to doing that. And uh, actually, my wife had it out this Christmas displayed. But it, it just shows how our lady enters right into the life of who we are and what we are. She understands that we're, we're, we're limited in our humanity, and there's some limitations on what we're able to do. But, but as little children, just like today, she says, I call you little children to open your hearts to God the Creator. For whom transform and mold, for him to transform and mold you in his image. Satan hates us. Why? Because he fell, and his image is, is darkness and ugly, and we're made in the image and likeness of God. And this is one of his uh, falls, or one of the major things he fell for, is what the saints tell us, basically, or, or sometimes you read in writings, is the fact that. Jesus was not going to come as an angel, but as a man, which was beneath the angels. And he became obsessed with this, indignant with this, and then rebelled through this. And then the, then the image of Our Lady, a, a foreshadowing of her, made that relationship and war in heaven. And it all came apart in some ways like that and some we don't know for sure but this is the way some of the saints have explained it but it's pretty logical but this message today is beautiful in the sense that our lady is again talking about these colors but not just that it's the beauty of life the life that we are called to live we've we've been on this um you might want to say pulpit of, of simplifying your life downsizing in order to, to have more people have many things and they can't keep up with it and there's two things and, and actually they're so uh, stress for time and their efforts in trying to get this uh, taken care of and that taken care of and going over here and going over this place, when in fact what we need to be doing is giving things up. Do less. And what you do, you have more time to do what? To go into nature. All he says today, God the creator. Uh, there's only one time, she's used the word creator many, many times, or at least four or five times I know of, but, but she's never used creation but one time, and that was at our house. Uh, in 1988, and I've always saw that as a sign to go out and bless all creation. And by doing so, you're blessed. And so it is that we we need to look at the simple things in life and those things that God gives us and see the darkness that's falling apart because Our Lady's presence in this world is to lead people to her Son to do battle against darkness. One's going to be victorious, and you need to decide where and who you're going to be with. And if you're going to be with God the Creator, you're the winner. If you're going to choose the side of darkness, you're the loser. And so we have all these things with Our Lady. And it's the simple life that's important. A red ladybug From out of midair Took a break and sat with me on my rocking chair I looked down at her She looked up at me 
And we both agreed to let each other rest in peace Then it was back to the sky Oh, look at her fly Like that mama bluebird Protecting her kids And those dandelion wishes floating in the Bumblebees buzzing by Oh, look at them fly It's amazing what you see When you stop and look at things Well, that's all it took I got to thinking about things you know years are like those bees and dandelion seeds Gone in the blink of an eye Oh, look at them fly It's amazing what you see When you stop and look at things there another red ladybug from out of midair took a break and sat with me on my rocking chair La -da 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 -da. We're a big um, readers of Poem of the Man God, and I always was, uh, it was always just a joyful thing to come across a passage where Jesus is um, enjoying creation. And this song talks about just stopping and looking, and, and this, this often was something he would do. He would get struck by something in nature, in creation, that just would release all of his anxieties, all of his troubles that he just had this joy of being in creation. But it, what was, of course, so awesome about it was he was the creator of it. And he, here he is, the creator of creation, and, and just simply enjoying these little things like a, like a ladybug. And, and in this message today, you, there's that spirit of Our Lady in this, you know, that has, how she says so, so, so poetically that nature is preparing these beautiful colors this year, like they, that, that it's almost a personification that, that nature is actively doing this to what, who they, who are they, or what is nature or who is nature preparing these things for? But for us, that, that God created this for us, for our enjoyment and protect, and particularly in this time, maybe when there's so much, um, 
thought of, you know, what's going to happen in the future, whatever, that is Our Lady really pointing us again to go into nature to see these colors because she knows what it does for our souls when we do that. Well, we need to really look to it, this message. She says, everything's okay. I mean, in this time of grace, when nature also prepares to give the most beautiful colors of the year, Al Gore's not saying that. He's saying everything's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Here's Our Lady. She's giving something beautiful and saying, hey, it's okay. Everything's okay. God's got it, God's got it under control. So the earth is not going to end. You know, if Jesus Christ himself told the apostles in his teachings that not even he knows the hour of the day, you think Al Gore does? And, of course, for those who don't know Al Gore, he's the one that's saying that the world's about to end because of global warming and he's made all this money off of it. Propagandize many, many people into believing this garbage. And that's what it is, and it's garbage. And when you put that next to Ali's beautiful message, you know, it's okay, she says. In this time of grace, when nature also prepares to give the most beautiful colors of the year, she's out of touch with us on the, on the planet in global warming. It's not, it's not, uh, this can't ha happen. You know, seeds aren't going to grow this year. Something, one, one spring's going to come up, nothing's going to grow. I call you little children to open your hearts to God the Creator for Him to transform and mold you into His image. You know, and so we have this whole movement Totally in contradiction to this. We've only we've probably got about three minutes to our next break here, to the first break. But just uh, briefly, we were speaking about this earlier today, and um, uh, can you briefly just talk about what what you called shortage ecology? Um, because this is perfectly something that is anti the spirit of Our Lady, and it's perfectly tied to this message today. In reference to uh, well, in reference to Our Lady speaking about. Um, hold on, just a second. Okay. Well, well, shortage ecology is a mindset that we're going to run out of earth. I mean, everything on the earth. We're going to overpopulate. We're going to run out of land. The, the statistics, if I remember correctly, uh, we can go 25 times the population and still only take up 50% of the land surface of the earth. Think about that. 25 times our population. So when, Jesus, when Noah got off the ark, he said, be fruitful and multiply. We don't have to worry about the population. We don't have to have things about population control. Satan worries about population control. Why? Because the more people that populate or more conceptions that take place, actually. Because even, even through abortion, we have souls going to heaven, according to what Mariana said. And we believe that as Catholics and, and as Christians. And even some non-believers probably may believe something like that to a certain degree. But we, we have this whole mentality that we're going to... Uh, of course, my point was that Satan don't want conception even. He wants to stop it, not at abortion, but at conception. Why? Because he didn't want to populate heaven. And we do know the numbers games. We know what the, what the play field is right now in the game, that most souls go, go to, uh, the least amount of souls go to heaven. The second most souls go to purgatory. And then, and then to hell. So we've got purgatory added to heaven, which there's no consolation on earth that purgatory souls feel because they know they're going to heaven. So what goes directly to heaven and purgatory greatly outnumbers hell. And so, yeah, he, he, he wants to decrease that to buy his time to the end of the time so less souls make it to heaven. And so we got this shortage ecology about population control. We're going to run out of this and run out of coal and run out of water. Look at all the cars and, and, and whatever you want to see in your news clips or if you've been to Europe or anywhere you go. It's tremendous as far as the oil that we have. 
you would think the amount of vehicles that go out all day long would run out when, when they say that what we've used so far on the earth and our consumption since the Industrial Revolution is one trillion barrels of oil. They estimate recoverable oil in the earth is 12 trillion. Put that in your hat and think about it. I shortage ecology. destroyed the sinful world in the waters of the flood. He chose Noah alone and his family to be saved upon the ark. Today, mankind is sinking in a whirlpool of sin, and it does not even know in what sin it is sinking. Who will save us from this whirlpool? Where is our ark to be found? Who is our navigator upon the stormy waves? The ark today is not of wood made by man, but rather in the opening of a motherly mantle, the star of the sea, Mary of Nazareth, mother of Jesus, the queen of peace, God's ark for us today, leading us to security to peace, to a future. Will you allow yourself to be saved upon this ark? A new ark, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. A new ark, by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. We have with our lady this whole mosaic she's making with the messages to, for a beautiful life, for a joyful life. Remember, uh, I was with Maria one time and I asked her a question. I says, uh, Bernadette was told when she asked her lady that I cannot give you happiness in this life. And I says, has a lady ever told you that? Because I was at the mindset in those days in the beginning of the apparitions, you know, it's, it's going to be miserable for you, it's going to be that. She says, no, no. She says, our lady wants me to be happy. And so, the age of Bernadette, the, the struggle coming out of the Middle Ages and into the 1800s, the difficulties they experienced, and what the persecution had, and where the church was at that time. The church was very closed about different things. Uh, the church was always right, but the membership was, was harsh on certain things. And, and we're coming down to, a, you might want to say, a liberalized time as far as uh, being more free in the church in some ways to express our, our uh, evangelization efforts by right of our baptism, which we have and which we do, and that's how we operate by. But we, we couldn't be doing what we did 200 years ago or 300 years ago. We'd, we'd been condemned for it. 
Uh, kind of laws have changed. They said that public relations can be promoted by the faithful uh, as long as they're not condemned. Measure is not condemned, so we're free to do this. But there's no way 200 years ago we'd been able to do this. So Bernadette was told because what she was doing was what? Promoting private revelation. Uh, and it went bad for her. She had a lot of persecutions, a lot of difficulties until, you know, went to, and, and all the Fatima children and different uh, saints who've seen our ladies had this. But we're in a free time now, the way the church has opened up. And while it's decayed in many ways, uh, parts of the church has decayed, at the same time, our lady's bringing something new. And this message speaks to that. It shows that. She wants to see this freshness that she brings to the earth. She's, she's a fresh flower of heaven, radiating above all the angels. All the angels combined, billions of them, can't compare total together mathematically and the radiance of what the single flower is in heaven. And so she's come to the earth. And, and what, when God looks down, he sees her fragrance. She left the odor of holiness. And, and it's, it's that mark, it's that blessing on the earth that keeps him from striking. Otherwise, look at us. Look at, this, look at the sin we've steeped in. Look what he's done in the past. Why are we favored and not being struck and we've been able to go on with mercy and mercy and mercy, a divine mercy? Even Sister Faustina, all this was preset for the apparitions now, for Our Lady to come. Everything's laid out. The church is opened up, allowing us to do private revelations. We don't seek this a church approve it. We don't need that. By right of baptism, we've already got that. And so we need to understand that, first of all, to understand the messages and what the beautiful thing we have in Our Lady. And Satan hates that. He hates that Our Lady says today, transform and mold you in His image. Whose image? God's image. Who is God? The Creator. For what? So that all that is good, which has fallen asleep in you, your hearts, may be awakened to a new life. A new life. When we go out into nature, when we do what all he says, suddenly we see a sunset, the stars at night, the stillness, the fields, sing praises, all these things. Our Lady wants us to write to, to God the Creator as nature. Nature is a symphony of God. It, it, it praises God. It sings to you. Jesus went out was refreshed. You're refreshed in nature, not in the way people are, are, are worshiping the earth today, but in gardening and, and going out in, in the trails and going out in the woods and being with God. All this has an effect. And it's important for us to be able to follow what it is our Lady's asking of us. High in the sunset fades The lullabies have all been sung We're tucking in another day the Stars appear now one by one But the stillness moves and the silence Not a single beat is lost You can hear the chorus in the fields Taking up where we left off And your praise goes on Rising to your 
We're talking today uh, right after um, the message was given to Maria before we knew what that message was, but um, the question was brought up, how do we think Our Lady gets the message from God? How do, you know, it's not a question we can answer really, but I'm sure you've thought about it. What takes place in heaven before the message is given each month? That would, um, you know, is it something that Our Lady chooses to speak? Is it something that God gives her? You know, what, what do you think is that transaction that happens up in heaven? Well, she gave a Thursday message once that said, these messages are conveyed from God. So that sets up that answer to the question. But I would answer it in the way 
how is that conveyed? She is the message. She's so in union with God that it's just there. Whether God sits there and gives her verbal verbiage to to say, uh, I don't see that she has to do that or he has to do that. She may give us a sign so we can comprehend it. Like one time I asked Our Lady for uh, something in the bedroom one time through Maria. Maria asked Our Lady and Our Lady didn't, didn't answer. And she said it was kind of abrupt the way it was. So the next night, she is an apparition, and she said, Our Lady has an answer. She said, no. And I thought to myself, wow, this is awesome. I didn't care I got a no answer. That wasn't my thing. I was so awed. She actually went back, talked to God about this, and came back the next day and said, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I was pretty impressed with that. But perhaps that was more for me for timing and, and so that we can understand in human ways. And these intimacies that I've had with Maria or with Our Lady and experiences that, that how did I read that? I don't necessarily didn't think that Our Lady really didn't have the answer when she had it. She, she may have thought, well, the answer is no. I know it's no, but let me go do a little lobbying. The message is no. <laughs> so uh, I've had a privilege of seeing so many things firsthand that, that are remarkable. At, sa- at the same time, we do have the message God, these, that Our Lady said, these messages are conveyed from God. So, to me, she is the message. She's the essence of the message. We know there, we've told and we've read about Maria Vitorda's writing in Point Man God that the, this, the, that the sky was made of the same color of her eyes. That the complexion, you know, her rosy complexion was the sunsets. And so we have all this thing. She, she is the essence of what you would define beauty to be. And so I know one time I was sitting with Maria in Italy at our house, and I says, Maria, I know you've said this before, I've heard this before, but I can't, you know, I can't get my head around this. How, how you said that our lady becomes more beautiful. You've been seeing her probably at that time, maybe 20 years or 22 years, 23 years. I said, how, how did, like, today, it was right after an apparition, we were sitting on the couch together. And she says, I said, ask her, I said, how does, how do our lady look today compared to yesterday? She says, beautiful. I says, but more beautiful or the same? She says, more beautiful. I said, what about the day before that? She says, more beautiful. I said, how is it because in that moment you see our lady, she's all encompassing in her beauty and it just outshines the day before. She says, no. I says, well, it's got to be that way. She says, no, I'm telling you, she's more beautiful than the day before. And I went on to discuss about the year before. She says, every day has become more beautiful. So there's no limit to her beauty. And this is something that confounds us. How can you do that? I mean, you, you could, you, you've got women today running to the, these Botox shops or whatever they are. I don't even know what all that is because I'm not interested in it. The plastic surgery, they're not content with what God made them in the beauty. And we've seen people that have beautiful hearts. And that's what he says today. Transform and mold you into his image. Satan hates it, and that's why he rips, you know, the babies from the womb. He hates that image. He wants to desecrate it. And so plastic surgery, all these things people are doing is desecration of the body. It's not the physical beauty. Our lady's telling us something. If you want to be more beautiful, what does she say to do? Love. To love. And you've met people that have followed the message and grown in the message and, and they don't have to have a, a physical beauty, but they become more beautiful. 
And I've seen that in Maria. There's a certain beauty about Maria beyond beyond uh, what God gave her in the way she looks. And she's a beautiful person to be around, especially when she talks about the love of Our Lady. There's something that comes through her. Uh, once I ask Our Lady uh, about some of the things Our Lady has told her about her private life, and Maria said, they were just for me. I said, well, why is it just for you? What's it about? She says, it's for me to help. It was personally for me to help me in my life. And I realized, and I computed that and calculated that, okay, if, if she can't tell me, if it's to help her in her life, that means she's mentoring Our Lady and acting like her. And I can tell you that some things Maria does is so incredible, just in her kitchen, just the way she handles certain situations. There's a beauty that outshines her physical looks God gave her that's beyond what she, she looks. And this beauty this is so attractive that Maria attracts people. I, I hate to go shopping with her in Italy. We can't get out of any place if, if we go someplace. We're stuck two hours on the sidewalk. You know, I don't know how a husband takes it, but I know this is a, a real cross for them. Because people are attracted to her. They, they, she's a magnet. And so Our Lady wants you to be the same way. And you've known people like that. You've known people, school teachers, those that really you admire and you want to be around. The Holy Queen, Mother of Jesus, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, Queen of Nations, Queen of all hearts, the Woman of Revelation, the Queen of Peace, asks you to spread her call to the ends of the earth. Medjugorje.com A tool for you to spread Our Lady's way of life and change the world. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Spread to all your family and friends. Medjugorje.com From Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Medjugorje.com is a tool that has been used by Our Lady. Uh, it's a, Our Lady's gift to us is the way of life through the messages, uh, through the direction that Our Lady has given uh, a friend of Medjugorje. The life that we live in our community is communicated to you through Medjugorje.com. And so Medjugorje.com is uh, a gift from Our Lady uh, it's uh, our way of life is Our Lady's gift to us, and Medjugorje.com is that way of life given to you for you to be able to take this, uh, the messages and the direction that Our Lady has given and to be able to apply that in your life. And so um, just stay tuned to Medjugorje.com in the next coming days. Uh, we will begin our uh, annual plea again. And uh, for those of you, many, many people have been helped through this. Uh, Medjugorje.com has uh, been instrumental 
in breaking open the second of the month messages. And we're pleased, so pleased to see so many other sites now carrying the second of the month message. Uh, this has been a great joy for us to be able to see people begin to start spreading Our Lady's messages. And this was part of the inspiration behind Medjugorje.com, was to inspire others uh, to be able to take the messages and to start spreading them. And so in the next coming days, uh, stay close to Medjugorje.com and uh, keep uh, our plea in your prayers uh, and also in your financial support. Well, you were, we were talking earlier today. I mentioned something on Medjugorje last week, and I said something about Iran. Within three hours, we had a, over 100, different, 100 people visiting, and, and we ended up having 512 people, I think you said, from Iran go on. And so um, there's something... Somebody just saw, I just saw feedback uh, somebody showed me yesterday back at, at Caritas or here at Caritas. And it said um, that your image of Our Lady, the silhouette on the site, is something so uh, mystical about it. But it, I just want to tell you, it's so beautiful. Thank you. The, the thing is, anything with Our Lady, if you really grow in with her, it becomes more beautiful. Every day you see, you, you see this site grow more beautiful. I'm not saying this to brag on her. I'm saying with this beauty of Our Lady, this love transcends even temporal goods. Our Lady wants us to use everything of the earth for the purpose of populating heaven. You populate heaven by how? Making people grow in holiness. What is the site for? To deliver the messages and package them in a certain way that you can digest them and see them and, or apply them to life. Template it on, on your financial situation today. Template it on another situation of your marriage or your children, or, or your work. All this is, is our life to, to help you discover these things. And so day by day, Medj.com or Medjugorje.com, uh, same thing, is, is grows in beauty. You've watched this thing mature. And it is important. It's an important tool of Our Lady. And so while we as a community have consecrated ourselves for the use of spreading the message, our Lady also calls you to do that. She wants to mold you. She wants God, the Creator, to mold you, transform you in His image. And will you become more beautiful? And so this message today is really one of love, and it really shows the love of Our Lady. And so this nature that we're in, uh, the, the mountains, the sense of everything that we, we, we see when we go out in creation, it reminds us of who He is and what He's done for us. You fill up my senses Like night in a forest Like the mountains in springtime Like a walk in the rain Like a storm in the desert Like a sleepy blue ocean you fill up my senses, come fill me again, come let me love you, let me give my life to you, let me drown in your laughter, let me die in your arms. Let me always be with you Come let me love 
startling to see how much Our Lady's goodness shines through in some of these messages she gives. She says that the, the good which has fallen asleep in your hearts, that's, that's sin. When, when good falls asleep in your heart, then how are you acting? You're not acting with love. You're not acting with goodness. You know, you're falling into um, ways that go against God not being charitable, whatever those things are that makes, that's connected to, um, for that the goodness falls asleep. But she, what a loving way to put it. She's not at all ever condemning, but just simply telling us that she believes that there's goodness there. It's just simply falling asleep. And that her prayer is that it just wakes up, that it comes back to life. But I don't know if you have anything that struck you in that phrase in the message today. Well, Our Lady is God's genius of displaying His love to us. And she's, she's able to do things that we, we can't even, just the wrong reaction. I told the story before, but it's applicable to what you're talking about. When one of Maria's sons, Francisco, had uh, not wanted to show his mother, the Visionary Maria, a test. So he forged her name. Well, it got out at school, and of course he was condemned, and everybody was down on Francisco. And I mean, they were, they were, they, both Maria and his dad was on him. You know, who, what are you doing, forging my name? You know, saying that because you, you didn't want to see this test. You, you, you don't know what you did. Do you see this? So that was, uh, I think, Friday. Saturday was the next day was his birthday, and Maria always recommends her kids, but she never says anything. In uh, she never says anything to. Uh, her children, she just gives a blessing, that's it. So it's never, never, no birthday message or anything like that. So he comes brooding to the apparition, knowing what he's done, and he's been jumped on for a day and a half, and here he comes to the apparition, and he's got his shoulders drooping down, and he's a little bit depressed, and here here comes Miss Truth, Our Lady, knows everything that's happened, what he's done, had what a little bad boy he's been. And so Maria recommends Francesco on his birthday. And so after the apparition, she turns and says she recommended 
Francesco and Our Lady immediately smiled and she says, give him my best. You can imagine what that did to him. That here, everybody was scolding him, jumping on him, and she, she looked for what little good was in him to pull that out, and he was beaming after that. You know, he, he conquered it, and, he, and it was a reprimand in a way that we could never, we don't have that way to think. We don't think that way. You know, the love she's got is just something that we can't fathom. It's depth. And, and here it is today. She's saying, look, you know, you're falling asleep. You're not on the job. You're not doing what you're doing. Look, look what all these bad things you're doing. She's saying, what good are you falling asleep? You know, awaken this life. You know, we're not wired that way because everything's just the opposite for us. And so our lady's coming to rewire us, basically. And she's not just doing this much. One month ago today, she says, dear children, may this time be a time of personal prayer for you so that the seed of faith may grow in your hearts and may it grow into a joyful witness. Happiness. She wants us to be happy. To others, I am with you. I desire to inspire you all. Grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. Thank you very much for my call. She prepped this message today with the message last month. And we're in a deep sleep. The whole nation is in a deep sleep. She once gave a message. Now when nature's in deep sleep. That was years ago. And so she, this is not without telling us that the creator, who's the artist of, of creation, who drew these pictures and these sunsets and these trees and, and the magnificence of, of who he is and giving us this plenty, and this is not a shortage ecologist. He's an it's abundant ecology. Everything produces. One seed makes 100 tomatoes on a plant or, two, or, or 100 plants. Everything is fruitful. All we're hearing is how there's nothing left in a shortage. God is an abundant ecology God, and we need to get that onset. So this is a, a phrase and a terminology that's come up from, from the naysayers who's against God, and it's in, it depends on man. And if we can't create the earth, we can't destroy it. Not, not We can damage it. We can do that. But that's through sin. It's related to the moral factor. Nature will, nature will turn against us when we sin and we continue to sin. The rain came with Noah because of sin, not because of industry. And there were too many people making campfires and made too much carbon. It's sin. Get that in your head. If you learn that fact, then you realize what we've got to fix is not our emissions, but our heart and our soul. Something you just said about we're in a time of deep sleep that's generally uh, winter time. And um, it's just struck me that this particular winter, at least in the United States, has been one of the, the coldest or where we've had more snow, um, where everybody's breaking records with snow. And um, do you think perhaps that she's, she has that reference there in the message when she's saying nature's also preparing you, or nature also prepares to give the most beautiful color to the year, that this snow, this time of snow, and um, when everything is just non-productive and we're waiting for that spring to come, is that actually the preparation for these beautiful colors that are coming? And in the spiritual life is what I'm, I'm trying to get to. Well, if we believe in the apparitions, we have to be certain without any doubt that a springtime is coming for the world. I mean spiritually. I mean for the church. I mean for those who want happiness and joy and know the Creator. This is going to happen. It's going to be a second Pentecost. 
I'm not saying there's five Pentecosts between them. I'm saying this is the second Pentecost. Something big is happening right now. We don't understand completely. But if you read the message, if you pray, if you study the message, if you, if you hear Our Lady's words, that God wants to speak to you in many ways through nature, through man, through various other ways, that this, is a, this was a statement of the snow against what man in his arrogance is teaching shortage ecology, that the earth destroys itself. It can't do more than, than what we do. We can't do damage to it in the way that we can damage to it through sin. And this is one thing Allah wants us to wake up to, to goodness. You want everything to go right for you in nature because nature does not have a free will. Nature is at the command of God. He sends things to the earth, just like the flood. He sends spring to the earth. All this is not, God is, we're not deists. God is actively watching the earth at all times. And so he purifies the earth. He cleanses it, and, and he's sending his greatest chastisement ever in the history of the world to us today to purify it, the Holy Virgin Mary. But her method of chastisement is what she did to Francisco. She's telling us today, what's falling asleep in your heart, wake it up. I feel good hearing that, but I want to, I want to pull the good out of me. And so it's genius. It's just beyond anything I can tell you. You just got to go deep in these messages and just thank God I'm alive and not alive 2,000 years ago or 1,500 years ago when other times our spiritual awakening is happening. This is the softest, most profound, most powerful rejuvenation of the earth and its people that we've ever seen because the world has been entrusted to Mary. In Rudabach, St. Catherine was shown the image for the Rex medal. She saw a lady holding a round ball. It was a globe. It was the earth. She says this represents the world. It was given to her. And she said, particularly France. And so when that happened, what was going to take place from there, it, she's been active for Medjugorje from there. Same person. She's been working for Medjugorje back then. All this is leading up to Medjugorje because it's the final, the last apparitions on earth because there'll never be a need for her to come back to the earth again in the way she's doing where we can see her, touch her, and talk to her, the visionaries. So savor this moment. Take it. Think about what she's doing. And there's nothing else to support or promote or, or to do. This is it. We've got the answers. We don't have to worry about Washington or, or the United Nations. We've got the plan. And if you're with it, you'll understand who she is. And when she comes to us, and, and the biggest thing we can learn from Our Lady, when we find Our Lady, I'd say the biggest lesson is, is that she's teaching us how to love ourselves. I never learned how to love me because I never looked at myself in the image and likeness of God. But if I put myself to God in my image and likeness, then it pulls good for me. It makes me want to be good. And Our Lady has this. She, she asks us to be this way. She, her love will find us. She's truth. She promotes the faith. Only through her words. Love was only a way to hurt Until I found you Trust and faith were lonely words Until I found you Beat my heart against the wall Until I found you 
I thought I had no chance at all Until I found you Oh, I lived my life Never really felt in life Kept my heart in the dark out of sight And locked my feelings in Empty pages and tables turned Until I found you I lived on my bridges burning Until I found you I thought my heart was history Until I found you Never knew how to love me Until I found you Never saw the silver line Until I found you message like we received today is really a cause of contemplating and thinking and what's ahead of us this spring. And tonight's a good night to really go on your knees and ask yourself, do you really love yourself? Can you say, never knew how to love me until I found you? Our lady wants this. She wants you to learn that you can love yourself when you pull the good and you do good. You feel good about yourself. You have the saying, when you feel depressed, go out and do something for someone else. When you're giving and you're unselfish and you're liberal in this, your esteem goes up and you love yourself. And if anything we like today is so much sin that who likes themselves? So tonight... Go beside your bed, kneel down, and ask Our Lady. Find her. And think of all the things that's happened to you since you've been following her. And say, until I found you, I thought I had no chance at all. 
until I found you, trust and faith were only words. Until I found you, empty pages and tables turned. And so we have something that Our Lady has given to us, secrets, that literally billions of people are going to find her. That's the purpose, is to prove the existence of the apparitions. And how sad that will be if we didn't take every moment to find her and discover her and what she wants us to do. So, be serious about this. Think about it. I, I want to come and say to our lady, come and let me love you. Let me love you in my life. Let me die in your arms. What a wonderful thing we can pray for at the hour of my death. Let me die in your arms. We love you. Good night. We wish you our lady. <laughs>